Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. And welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. Hey, I am your host, Dr. Mark French, and I am so excited uh, that you've chosen this podcast, that you've made the thank you for downloading it, listening, uh, being part of the family. So as I stand here recording the podcast right now, I am getting alerts just over and over again of the area that I live in. Uh, being under a lot of heat advisories. So I want to start this episode off by a really, I think it's important that we talk about summertime safety just a little bit. Uh, I want to kick it off there. I have some really interesting stories I want to get to later on, but I do want to start off with summertime safety. It amazes me uh, working in industry and in various industries that uh, when summer would come around, there would be those who would... Uh, you know, be shocked that, oh my gosh, you mean it's getting hot and we should do things differently? Well, you know, it's this thing called summer and it it comes around every year and we should be somewhat prepared for it. So this is the time of year where you think about, hey, do we have plenty of water wherever we're, we're putting people? Or, and is it cool? Are we coolers if they're traveling? Is there a water cooler? or somewhere we can store some some cool water for our team? Is there a place for them to rest? Do they have the opportunity to get somewhere with some moving air out of the sun, out of the heat, and rest? Are we helping them take that time to rest? Because that's important that we monitor to make sure people are doing it. Because there is this, hey, let's just get it done, let's power through, and that can be dangerous. And you want to make sure that we're taking those breaks, we're resting, we're hydrating, we're pre-hydrating this time, especially when you're under these situations. And also, are we just watching out? Do we know what to do if something happens? Are we prepared for emergency? Do they know how to contact emergency services? Do they know what to do and recognize the signs of heat stress when someone starts to look and and act a little bit different because of the heat? Do we know what to do as the team trained to be able to recognize that and act on it appropriately to make sure that we protect those around us and good supervision. This is where I, I really look for leaders. This is where leaders step up and they really start looking out for their team. And I can still remember uh, there was a production manager uh, that would walk around and just take people's places wherever they were working. He would go, Hey, go get some water, five minutes, go, go get in the, the air conditioner. And he would do their work for them. And he would, throughout the day, just kind of pop in and and take the place of someone and send them. And I really respected that. And I still respect him 
for that aspect of his caring and recognizing that, you know, they're not going to just go do it, even though they could. But if he stepped in and said, hey, I'm going to do your work for a few minutes, you head out, take five minutes, take 10, get some water, get some rest. I'll be right here when you get back. That was powerful. And I think that's a great thing to, to think about and a great thing to do. And so here we are in the summertime. I'm getting the alerts, and here it is again, no surprise, hot, humid at places. So just wherever your weather conditions are, be aware, be ready, be prepared for, you know, where we're at right now, which is getting close to summer. All right, let's jump into what I really, uh, some of the really interesting stories that I think this is almost like this week is going to be like weird safety stories uh, that make me really question the ethics and where we are uh, with as many good things that is going on. Here we are, and I found these two stories. And, of course, they'll be in the links of if you follow me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I always put the links to the stories in the comments, so feel free to read it. Um, <laughs> it, it it'll, you, you'll scratch your head like I did mine probably and wonder, like, what is going on here? So the first one is a chain of restaurants where the owner paid an actor or paid someone to come in and pretend to be a priest. And he expected all of his team members uh, to do confession at work. He said, hey, I brought the priest to you. Let's do confession. And if you don't do it, I am going to call immigration and have you sent away. Um, so threats were there to that you will go to confession, you will confess, and here's the priest that I brought for you. And what would happen is if they confessed anything, like, hey, I stole a little bit of food or I was lazy or any, I mean, you take your pick of any minor things that a worker could do in a restaurant, um, not even the big things, like, hey, I stole big bunches of money from you, but simple things of I ate some extra food or I borrowed something or I I didn't I gave myself a little bit of extra time or because I was here and even though they weren't he wasn't allowing them to claim overtime some of them would still confess that well I'm not supposed to but I worked it so I claimed it and come to find out that priest would then like after a certain amount of time would take all these sins and report them to the boss and the boss would come in and reprimand everyone and fire some people and actually decided that hey some of these sins were so bad and you confess them that now you're fired. Well, and if you tell anyone, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call immigration and have you all sent away. That was his threat to keep them quiet. After he did this thing with this priest. And, <laughs> of course, finally someone, thank goodness, reported it. And so there's like back pay issues, there's civil fines, there's, there's a lot of legal that's coming into play here. And that is unbelievable. One, taking advantage of a group of people who are like vulnerable to that. So taking advantage of a vulnerable group using, I mean, there, there's just a higher level of ethics when you go, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do some mean stuff, but now I'm going to invoke a fake priest to come in and collect your sins, you thinking that you're confessing things like legitimately for your religious beliefs, for your faith, 
and instead he's just use, he's just looking for stuff you did at work so that I can use it against you in the workplace and threaten you more. I I I don't know that I have the right words to really explain on how many levels that is fundamentally crazy and wrong and scary. And I think about it now, like right now, I mean, this happened like truly like reported in the news just days ago. I think about this of like, could you imagine a safety professional and here I'm being facetious. I'm going to, I'm going to be use my sarcasm in a very creative way. I'm really thinking about dressing up uh, like as a religious someone and and I'll just walk around a construction site and ask people, hey, is there anything you want to tell me? Because, I mean, it feels good to come clean about things and then immediately go, oh, I'm really the safety guy. That was terminable. Boom, you're out. Keep them go back around. Oh, well, you know, oh, you forgot your earplugs. Well, that's a write-up. Well, let me issue that real quick. I just, what? That doesn't even sound right to me. And, and then I move on. I think, okay, well, not just a construction site. Let's move to, let's move to a business office where, hey, there's an executive walking around and go, hey, everybody, I've got this great new program for us. Uh, it's going to be a perfect team building. You're going to love it. We're going to have so much fun. I'm going to bring in a priest. We're all going to confess our sins. Uh, and that's going to be our team building. And like a week later, a whole bunch of pink slips come out from people who were confessing things that uh, they thought were private. Unbelievable. The, the trust there, the broken absolute trust is ridiculous. And, and the next story even will take that to a different level, but will apply that same level of trust breaking into the safety world. So let's come back in a moment. Let's talk more on this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. DA Consulting. Learn you. Lead others. The Myers-Briggs Type Indicator is an amazing tool. Problem is that it can be easily misinterpreted. Dr. Mark French is MBTI certified and ready to help you discover your inner strengths. The MBTI assessment can help with team building, stress management, communication, conflict management, and so much more. Individual and group sessions are available to help you discover what makes you great. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So this week, uh, the theme is really about absolute breaking of trust in the most absurd ways possible. So right before the break, um, not that that was that long ago, but we were talking about a restaurant who brought in a fake priest to have their restaurant workers confess their sins so that the boss could fire them or reprimand them. And there's, I can come up with so many funny, sarcastic scenarios that that would blow my mind. Uh, (laughs) The possibilities are nuts. And so let's move on to another story. And again, this will be in the link. If you follow me on Facebook or on LinkedIn, either me personally or my business, that uh, this is in New York state, uh, a Boss called 911 and said, uh, hey, I've had a worker fall, but it's not in the workplace. It's over. There's this bridge nearby that people will like go visit. And he fell and they go in and start investigating. They start looking and and things aren't adding up. Just things don't seem right about what's going on here. And come to find out after finally another employee spoke up and kind of put in an anonymous tip to the police 
the worker had fallen off the roof. Uh, the worker eventually succumbed to the injuries, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the severity of the injuries or because of the significant delay in care and no telling how gotten moved uh, to a location difference. So here we have call in, fell from a bridge, a few days later, come to find out, actually fell from the roof of a workplace where they were roofing and to avoid because of course the owner has how much workers compensation insurance none and got worried and thought the best choice was to try to convince everyone that it didn't happen at work and that it should be a personal insurance thing rather than a work insurance thing and I can't believe that I actually read that and that it's fact. And of course, huge investigation. This guy is in, hopefully, I hope, I hope they throw the book at him. I hope that, I hope that it is criminal. I hope it is deep. I hope it is horrible uh, because that makes me angry on so many levels. One, no safe, not providing any bit of a safe workplace where someone could fall and severely injure themselves two to lie about it significantly lie about it and three and this is just like three big ones there's like about i could probably keep going for ever and ever of the things that were wrong here and three not getting emergency care as fast as you can you've had this event someone is hurt bad dying literally dying and you decide that I need to protect myself before I make any help to help this individual, before I even give a, a little bit of care to help this individual recover by calling emergency services. The, your first thought as a human being is I need to do something to avoid all the blame rather than care for the individual. That is, I, I have real, real trouble there. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I have met people that I think would do that. And uh, I've come across them in my career where I've, I'm, I slap my forehead and think about like, wow, I can't believe you asked someone to try that just to get out of a recordable or a lost time or to get out of a, an injury or a payment. Uh, I can't believe you would offer that. And now it wasn't as, as egregious as not giving them care or not doing it, but just, you know, Hey, what, how far can we push this and how far will you let me push this? And of course I'm usually pretty steadfast to a degree for things of ethical in nature. And, Wow. But it also says a lot for those out there doing safety every day. These are some of the ethical dilemmas that you could come across. You could truly meet someone who said that in my previous company, here's what we did. And we never, we always got away with it. Why won't you let me do it, Mr. Safety guy? Why won't you let me do it, safety person? And you go, I, I, there's just so much. I don't even know where to begin to tell you how, how unfortunate it is you were taught to do your job that way, that you were taught and, and learned your job that way. 
And it's tough as a safety professional to do that. And that's one of the fights. Like, we're not just technical. We're leadership when we have to do that. We're teaching. We're, we're taking what was previously, hey, it, it was okay at my previous company. It was okay here. Why won't you let me do it now? And it's not, my goodness, I've never, ever, ever seen anything as egregious as trying to convince that the body was somewhere else and that that didn't happen at my work site. Now, whoa, that's, that's a whole different level of ethical and legal problem that <laughs> I just don't even, I, I lose words when I really get sunk in on thinking about how terrible that was. But on a smaller scale, it reminds me of how important it is that we don't assume where people have come from or where their backgrounds are or that they really understand. Even though safety has been around for a long time, these rules have been around a long time, they've been misconstrued, they've been avoided, they've been ignored. And, and so we have those that may not understand that this is the way we do it, even though in this case, this is a simple matter of, hey, there's someone hurt bad. We know from, uh, we learn that someone's hurt, you need an emergency call 911, and you get help. You don't try to get out of getting around because someone is hurt. And, but in other cases of will, hey, how, where does this happen? How does this happen? It's important that we're those educators. We're those teachers. We're those that, that come along and help understand where did someone come from and let me help you take it to that next level. Let me help you become that leader I know you can be. Anyway, the music is telling me that we're already out of time. What an interesting week of stories. I hope you enjoyed them as much as I did because eye-opening to what really can happen out there. Hey, I'm really excited. Coming up in August, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Tennessee Safety Conference. If you're around the Nashville area, you need some CEUs, you want to get some education, you want to see a really cool expo of safety stuff, the Tennessee Safety Conference is a great place to be. I'll be speaking there, talking about engagement and safety. And of course, there's other great speakers. I mean, you've got a great choice. If you show up, you've got all kinds of awesome choices, but really encourage you to think about uh, if you're in the area great opportunity until next time we chat Thanks stay for safe listening to the leading and learning through safety podcast join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com all opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes it is not a substitute for proper policy appropriate training or legal advice This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.